Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Memphis 901FC. You just made the list. Jeffrey, I, I think I can sense on social media some 901FC fans are saying boo to their uh, to their team today. Um, interesting story. I, I'll preface all this by saying, like, I am not, you know, I played soccer throughout, like, through high school. Yeah. Um, growing up. I was at the first ever MLS game. At RFK, correct? At RFK, DC United. I like watching World Cup soccer. I don't really get into like English Premier League or MLS or any of that, but I like I don't hate soccer. But I also like, you know, if I'm choosing between soccer and another sport, I'm probably picking another sport to watch on TV and in terms of interest. To find that other sport. Like if a if a football, basketball, or hockey game is on, I'm probably choosing that over soccer or baseball too probably i might depend you know like i'm talking like the high like nhl yeah major league baseball no no, no, no. that's what I'm tra- i was trying to i think i might take soccer over hockey but it's not mm-hmm. a guarantee yeah so i preface all that and and like 90fc i've written about i've been to some games like i think it's a you know a good in de- you know like it's i'm glad the city has the team um so i preface all that with the news today that their coach, Ben Pierman, who took over the team when it was pretty bad the first year and a half or so it was in existence uh, on the field, um, took over the team and led them to the playoffs in two straight years and was just named the USL Coach of the Year in the last week or two, we get news today that he is leaving to go to the Charleston Battery, another USL team, Um and the f- I, I, by the way, I'm not in favor of that name, the Charleston Battery. <laughs> yeah. Well, apparently, I think it's like a long time team. Whereas you know, like 90FC has only been around a few years. Yeah, I still uh, when I hear battery in sports, I think baseball. Now, here's the statement. All right, that Memphis 901FC put out there. Craig Unger. That, right? Here's what Craig Unger said. Uh, in an emailed statement today, after lengthy conversations with principal owner Peter Freund, who expressed his and the entire organization's deep desire to keep Ben Pierman at 901FC, given his outstanding contributions to the club, and, and after offering a new multi-year precedent-setting contract, Ben informed the club that though he was appreciative, he no longer wished to stay in the city of Memphis. We share in your disappointment. We respect and honor Ben's decision and wish him the best in his future endeavors and are grateful for his contributions 
to 901 F- Memphis 901 FC. We are excited about the 2023 season with 12 players returning players from our record-setting season, a new head coach announcement in the coming days, and continued progress on a soccer-specific stadium at Liberty Park. All right, first and foremost, I know it may not have been the intent. I do not like the language of he didn't want to stay in Memphis. Like yes, that, that makes was, it, uh, that was yes, I, I agree with you. Um, I don't know the you know I can, I've heard, I've seen at least what people are saying on social media how they feel like this was a this was Sheep a bung, move. this was a this was a bungled move by the by the front office of Memphis. I don't see. I can't speak here. You know, I'm not saying they're wrong. I can't say they're right either. I don't know. Um, I'm not. Behind, I'm not. You know, like Craig Unger. You know, like I called Craig Unger, Unger today. He has not returned my phone call. He sent out a statement. You know, like I. They don't clearly don't want to necessarily talk about get into the nitty gritty of what happened here. Um, in terms of right. Know, so okay, what happened. I think there's a couple of a couple of key questions. Let's start with the first one. The first key question is. In the end, did he go for more money? Yeah. And, well, I'll say this. From his quotes in sort of the the stories that have come out of Charleston subsequently, the way he's phrasing it is he's citing – he very clearly is saying I was more comfortable with the front, you know, the front office in Charleston. He, okay. He has not explicitly said anything about money. Um but, and it but does, maybe more power. Yes, more, yeah, it like sounds other, like he is going to have roster more, control, more staff money, something along. It probably there's probably more resources there. Sure. I would guess whether his salary is more or less. I don't know, but the way he phrased it in his quotes, the way I read it was they got more resources down in Charleston. That's how I read it, um, and. I, it's interesting because a lot of you know a lot of these diehard Memphis 901 FC fans are really upset about this. Like they'd been, there'd been kind of a movement at the end of the season. They had like signs at the games that said hashtag Pay the Man. Yeah, with two ends. Um, it did seem like the most passionate of the fan base knew that maybe this was on the horizon. Yes, or at least the debate was coming. Yes, and you know I think I think Craig Unger is probably going to have to do some cleanup. You know, like to be quite honest. Because there's a lot of people that are upset about this, and maybe you know, maybe they have a new coach coming in that's a really good hire, and that'll 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 do the trick, you know. Like if they find if they have a good replacement for this guy, um, but I think it gets at like a fundamental issue that that soccer franchise is going to have to confront. Particularly, you know, I know they said we're looking forward to continued progress on a soccer specific stadium, but I I was on here earlier this week and told you I didn't get a good vibe from the speaker of the house or the Tennessee House Speaker, that, like, that's on the that, that's on the front burner, if you will, for legislatures, for the legislators who are going to decide how much money Memphis is going to get for, for Jim Strickland's big ask. Yeah, um, and we did feel better about the Liberty Bowl renovations. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I think it gets at a fundamental question of... Which is? Like, this soccer team... Mm-hmm. Is it like secondary entertainment, or is it something that like it's supposed to be super competitive and like you're supposed to view it that way? Because like the reality is like the Memphis Redbirds, like if they don't make the playoffs or whatever, like no one really cares that much. You know, like minor league baseball, the results don't matter ultimately like that much. 
You know? Oh, yeah, I, I agree with you. It's secondary it's the system, entertainment, if well, you will. And, and also, like, the system of minor league baseball, like, the players, they want to win, mm-hmm. but they're not there. They're there to they're, get to the they're Cardinals. There to, they're there to get to the next level Yeah, up. and the Cardinals are paying their salaries. Which is also another huge part of this. So my question is... It's so like, what is Memphis 9 want to see? Is it, like, the fan base clearly wants this to be a... Like, team that's going for USL championships and that sort of thing. But does management just view it as kind of like a secondary entertainment option for the city? I, I don't know um, the answer to that. They, it seems like they're trying to straddle both you know, worlds on a, on a limited budget, <laughs> ultimately. And it's probably really hard to do to, to like, you know have this be a successful business while also paying a premium, if you will, to keep a good team together or slash a good coach here. I, I, you know, it seems like like I kind of view Memphis 901 FC personally as more of like secondary entertainment for the market. I don't view it as, from a competitive standpoint. Like, you know, like it's great they made the playoffs, but to me personally, I'm not, I'm not projecting this on anyone else, like, you know, I don't, Think of, like, to me, it's like, if you're going to have to pay an arm and a leg to keep a certain player, like, are people really coming to the games because the team, if the team is good or not? I don't know. And I, I don't know. Yeah, so I do think, to be fair to the organization, I think they did get some bad luck. When you start that team, and they started with pretty good public interest, and then all of a sudden the pandemic happens and and they did not do a, a good job of putting together the most competitive product early. Again, I don't know I don't know how feasible that would or would not have been, but the product not being competitive early, I don't think helped because when you come out of the gates as a minor league organization, it does seem to me it's USL the the setup is interesting in this sense in that it's independent yet it's still minor league, if you will. Like, yeah. And I know that certain clubs have a feeder aspect or there's a developmental aspect, but obviously not every team in the league does. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of weirdly straddles between like independent professional sports and, you know, like development, which is yeah. to me like... Again, I, it's it, like, like, the, like no one cares if the hustle wins. No one, you know, like ultimately, right, like there's a development. No, aspect, no one yeah. cares, like the Redbirds win or not, and like, so I think it's this weird thing. Like, do, am I? Are we? You know, is it really the? the is it really important that Memphis not want to see wins? Like wins games? I, I don't know. Um, is that what? Is that what the majority? Like the people who are going to those games? Is that what they really? Ca- is that what the majority of them really care about? Or is it just like this? Clus, you know, like the diehard fans. You know, like ultimately. I shouldn't say that. Is it going to be successful in this market? Is that what they're going to have to be? Is they're going to have they're going to have to be like a super competitive team that's you know fielding great teams, or is to be successful? Is it just merely kind of like the Redbirds, like a secondary entertainment option? My gut tells me, in terms of like long term viability, it's got to be more as like a secondary entertainment option, not based on is the team good or not. Yeah, see, that's kind of the thing. It feels like with soccer, I don't know if anyone's going to go casually to a USL game. 
Like, maybe you take your kids and whatnot, but it's like, it feels like the people that, like, mm-hmm. there are plenty of people in my lifetime that would go to Redbirds games that never saw a pitch. I don't know if that's, I don't know how realistic it is to expect you get people to go to the USL games that are just going to walk around the concourse. Like, that doesn't seem to be the vibe. Yeah. Like, someone's, someone's tweeting me at 901 Soccer Podcast is tweeting to me, like, it shouldn't be viewed as secondary because these it's not attached to, like, a major league team, if you will. Major league, it's not like they're a feeder team to major league soccer or something like that. And, and I just would say, sure, like, I, if that, like, that's great. Can it be successful that way here long term? I don't know. I don't know yeah, the answer I, to that. I, I, don't, I, I don't either, but then I'm, I'm also wondering, like, well, what if they can't build a soccer-specific stadium? Does that mean that... Yeah, does that mean that, like... like does that mean the days are numbered, period? Like, yeah, like, I, if they don't get this stadium at Liberty Park, like, how long is the team really going to be here? I I don't know. Like, they, they... What was 26 was the year, like, they said that you had to have at least the plans in place? Yeah, so it's... It seems like this this whole head coach thing is to me actually a much bigger conversation about that franchise and the management that's running it and what their goals are and do they match what the goals of the fans are the people the paying customers are at this point. Um, I think it's a very it's kind of like I'm not really I'll be honest like I'm not one of the people who's interested in whether that team wins or loses. I, it's great if they yeah that they they were good this past year and the past couple of years. But, like, I'm not that invested in the results. I know there are is, is a section of people in Memphis who are very invested in those results. Well, I think the other question is how realistic. Like, okay, if you're – I've yet to meet a fan base that doesn't want to win. Yeah. The question is how realistic is it to field a Are there winning- enough of those people here who can keep the franchise in a fina- – because clearly they don't feel the, the management, to me – from watching, it doesn't feel like it's in a financial position. Correct. To support the team, if you will, the way the fans seem to want them to financially. I, I think I, I know this is a little bit speculating because you know, but like ultimately, it ultimately the um, you know the fact that they lost the coach of the year. You know, my gut tells me in some form or fashion it was related to resources. Whether that's actual straight cash or or, play, or like you know the the infrastructure, my gut tells me like it's pro- Ben Pierman may, made the may, decision. Maybe, of, maybe all of the above. Ben Pierman made the decision of I think it'll be better to work for Charleston than it is to than well, it will be to work here. Typically, what every when a coach leaves, it usually boils down to this one decision, or it's either two. Hey, they're paying me so much money, I have to go. Yeah, see Jimbo Fisher in Texas A and M. But usually what it boils down to for most coaches is where's it going to be easier for me to win? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's that's fair. And I will say, you know, this isn't like necessarily unprecedented. Like I remember like the Capitals, Washington Capitals, sure. they won the Stanley Cup. They lowballed their head coach, yeah. Barry Trotz. He left, went to the Islanders. Turned out to be a bad move by the Capitals. They have not quite been the same since then. And they got the cup. Um yeah, they won the cup and now they they justified it as that year. Wasn't Trotz in Nashville before it Trotz was the was the Predators coach for ages. Like he was the original coach of the Predators and was there for a long time. And then he got canned in Nashville and yeah. came to came to Washington. And um and it uh but then he led him to the Stanley Cup. 
but that year he almost got fired. It was like one of yeah. those years where like midseason. We loved you all along, bro. Co- like if the if there was like a stories written, if this like road trip had gone the wrong way, he was probably going to get fired. Love that. And then ends up leading him to the Stanley Cup. But like the ownership of the Capitals went, eh, like we were about to fire this guy. Are we really going to give him like we love you. this big, huge contract? Well, and then, that's, that's what happened at Ole Miss with Mike Bianco. Like they were going to fire him if he didn't make the tournament. And they were even saying even if he won the regional, they would fire him. He had to get to Omaha, and then he ends up winning the thing, and now he's going to have the stadium named after him at some point. Love so, that. Inter- sports. Interesting moment. They got a tricky road ahead of them. At- we get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.